one of the most common questions we get asked here is how do I not get overly attached to someone? Or how do I not get attached too quickly to someone that doesn't have feelings for me? Catching feelings for someone that doesn't have feelings for you is a very painful thing. Look, getting attached to someone is almost always a bad thing. It rarely, if ever, ends up working for you. In fact, in many situations, getting attached will actually push your partner away. When somebody thinks they have you all figured out and they know every single detail about you or they have complete control over you in an emotional aspect, then they begin to lose interest in you and value you less. If they can get you however and whenever they want, the chase stops and you become taken for granted. The neediness, the overwhelming nature to constantly cater to them, like that stuff can be weird. And they may really start asking themselves, what's wrong with this individual? Ironically, caring too much for someone can cause them to think that you're weird. And even though we all want someone to care for us and love us endlessly, the reality is life isn't like those Disney fantasies. It doesn't work like that. So ultimately, this person that you're just pouring your heart out for, that you're putting in all this effort for, is just kind of weirded out and they need to distance themselves from you. You, on the other hand, being fully psychologically dependent on them, are at the mercy of them and can really never get them the way that you want. And this kind of makes you crazier. And because you can't get them the way that you want, the chase increases. And as a result, you are naturally more inclined to perform behaviors that please them rather than yourself. This pushes the cycle even further and causes them to eventually lose complete interest in you and to keep you as an option. Either way it works out, getting overly attached results in pain and unfulfilled desires. Let's talk about some major strategies and points that you need to know in order to not get overly attached to someone. Number one, first and foremost, although we are emotional creatures, it's important to start off with a strong reminder that you must learn to operate from your head and not your heart in every situation in life. This is not just relationships or falling in love or marriage or breakups or whatever it might be. Look, lead with logic over emotion. Emotional decisions and actions lead to emotional outcomes and results. While your emotions are biologically relevant to guide you, you must understand that your emotional reactions are not always what you should rely on in the modern world. Biology has programmed you and wired you for times and events that were 2000 years ago, not for the era of smartphones, red receipts, social media, online dating, hookup culture, and the metaverse, okay? You need to understand that your emotions are not usually the best thing to rely on, especially when you first meet somebody. When you meet someone for the first time, you're more likely to fall for a person who actually isn't that person. Think about what I'm saying here. People are statistically more likely to lie and exaggerate during their initial interactions, and they're usually in a mindset to please you. Nobody meets somebody new and tries to set off a bad impression. They're usually on their best behavior, and they try to create a positive outcome from the situation. This is all good and all, but people will lie and be dishonest and exaggerate about who they truly are. Once you start getting more comfortable with them and you start to see their true colors, which actually may be good in certain situations, but most of the time they're not as good as you think they are, the reality of who that person is will eventually set in and you'll start to understand who they really are. But at that point, you'll be too attached to where those feelings and that chemistry is already locked in. It's a very dangerous thing to put yourself in this position. That being said, there is a massive tendency to overlook negative characteristics in an individual when we first meet them as well. We are usually in a honeymoon phase for the first three to six months when we meet somebody. Whenever you meet somebody new, the honeymoon phase starts. This phenomenon of overlooking flaws and the dopamine-induced drip from biology for three to six months is all in an effort to reproduce. Guess what, guys? Biology doesn't really care if you find true love. Biology wants you to create more genetic copies for your gene pool. So it's going to use your emotions, which are the strongest and most effective way to alter your behavior to say, hey, this person is wonderful. Let's try to invest in them emotionally, which then turns to physical, which then turns to reproduction, which then turns to increased copies for our genetic pool in the form of babies and genetic variation. It is no surprise that I get 
so many requests and questions on this specific topic because we are basically set up for failure from the start. The truth is we are wired to get emotionally attached very quickly. And although we are wired and set up and rigged by biology, humans are the only mammals who are extremely well-equipped to beat our own biological wiring and essentially hack it. We are blessed with the mental cognition and the frontal lobe to be able to overwhelm and overpower our desire from biology. Our intelligence allows us to maneuver with logic over emotions, and that is what you must do. It's very important for you to learn to evaluate the situation accurately and analyze the clear red flags up front. Understand that people are not necessarily who they say they are and be keen to observe the imperfection. This is not in an effort to pick the person apart, but to kill the idea that this person is the one and this person is the perfect individual for us because that idea is very paralyzing. Number two, creative vetting process. This more so refers to a time requirement that needs to be satisfied in order for you to emotionally invest into someone. Look, you gotta be disciplined about this because it's very simple but effective. And if you stick to it, you're not gonna be dropping your standards as much. You need to learn to create a reasonable amount of time that you need to communicate with this individual on a high and intense level in order to emotionally invest into them into a high degree. Obviously, emotional connection and attachment and investment is an organic process and it's more of a spectrum. But if you set a hard guideline for yourself, you're gonna avoid making heavy emotional decisions and you'll have a logical framework around your love and commitment. Whether this is a two-week process or a 90-day period, you really need to have a time frame set for yourself in order to really gauge this person. Because remember, biology is going to be working against you. It's not only going to make you overlook their flaws, but this person is not really going to be who they say they're going to be. So you need time to really accurately analyze who they are and what they're bringing to the table and if there is a real chemistry there. It's also important that your partner understands this because if they respect your boundaries and your standards, then you are more so encouraged to engage in a serious long-term relationship with this individual because they respect you. The reason too why I recommend a certain period of time instead of a number of dates or hours is because that is how attachment really starts. People go on dates back to back. They spend all this time with an individual in an effort to gain that reciprocation of love, but it never comes. And if someone can't respect your standards and your boundaries and they can't commit to you for a certain period of time, how are they going to commit to a whole relationship? Look, it's easy to fake it on a few dates. It's easy to fake a four hour long conversation with someone that you just met. But it is very difficult to express a high level of inauthenticity in a structured manner and in a consistent manner over a period of time, over a period of three months, 90 days, whatever it may be. This doesn't mean you take forever to make a decision to date them, but you allow yourself that time to really understand your emotions and to feel this person out. You gotta be patient with yourself. Being patient with yourself will allow you to not be pressured or rushed into the situation that you're walking into. You need time to really solidify your thoughts on this person and to make the right decision for yourself and for your future. Tip number three. This is kind of controversial, but I'm gonna say it anyways. Talk to multiple people during the talking phase. And I mean this more so in the beginning when you're not past that certain period of time in your vetting process. Some of you might be very against this and say, look, I'm not that type of person. I don't talk to multiple people at once. When I talk to someone, I'm only talking to that one person. I get it. I'm not here to change you, but I'm merely just trying to give you the tools, tips, and tricks that you need to get ahead. You don't have to take this advice. Seriously, you don't. But at the same time, you owe it to yourself and your happiness to guard your emotions and to ground yourself. Honestly, we need more people like you, but the sad reality is you are indirectly allowing yourself to get played. Let me be very clear here. This is, again, in the period that you haven't passed the vetting process where you haven't emotionally invested fully into this person or committed to a high degree. So it's not like you guys are seriously talking and you're being dishonest. 
in the initial period of talking, the chances of this person talking to another individual are extremely high. I mean, come on, let's not be gullible or aloof here, especially if they're a high value individual that is desirable. You are definitely not the only one that's pursuing them. And honestly, you don't want to be. Why would you want a position that nobody's fighting for? The truth is your partner hasn't given you any hardcore level of commitment or hasn't really invested into you that heavily. They don't owe you anything. So stop trying to please them and cater to them already by talking to them and them only. You're already beginning the attachment. You need to keep a healthy rotation of individuals that you're talking to because dating is really a numbers game. You have to interact with multiple people to really find out who you resonate with and have a strong level of chemistry with. And it's usually a one in 100 type situation where one out of 100 people you talk to will really be suitable for you to pursue a long-term relationship with. When you're talking to multiple people, it's really hard to get emotionally attached to just that one person. So make sure that you keep your options open. This will not only protect you from heartbreak, but it'll actually help you make a healthier decision for the individual that you end up taking seriously. You need experiences and situations to compare and contrast what you like and what you don't like. Be sure to talk to multiple people in a healthy and transparent manner in the beginning of the talking stage. Obviously, when things get serious, you will naturally and moralistically have to cut the other people off. But if you're serious about the person that you want to be with, this will be very easy to do and you'll be able to create commitment with ease. Tip number four, never prioritize your relationship. I don't care what anyone says. You know how many people I talk to on a day-to-day -day basis that say that their wife or their husband is the most important thing in their life, that their marriage is the most important thing? Look, a lot of you are so wrong for that. The person that you're dating or talking to should be in a position that's closer to four and five. Let me explain. I know that sounds really bad, but let me explain. You have to be number one. No exceptions. Your mental health, your emotional well-being, and the overall happiness that you have for yourself is the most important. Number two should be your goals, your vision, your career, and your financial stability. You have to be able to provide and take care of yourself while you're pushing towards your higher purpose. Whatever your purpose is in life, you have to ensure that you're feeding it because it ultimately feeds you. Your career is absolutely paramount because without a steady income or a level of growth in your career, you will be mentally and emotionally destroyed. You must learn to take care of yourself before you take care of another person. Number three should be your family. And in a situation that you aren't very close with them or you have some family problems, look, I get it. Maybe this doesn't apply to you. But for most people, your family is always going to be there for you. And as a result, you must learn to put them higher than everybody else. Number four is your friends and the significant people in your life. Look, the quality of your friends can really influence the quality of your life. Your friends were there before your relationship. And the truth is, they're probably still going to be there if in case it fails. I've been to my friend's weddings and I've been the same person they come to when they need to go through a divorce. Their husband and wife was a temporary thing, but I'm always going to be there for them. Your friends are very important in life. And in some situations, the person that you are talking to can also be a friend. So this can overlap to some degree and they can fit into category number four. But look, the terms boyfriend, girlfriend ironically means this, but in most situations, the person that you're talking to is going to fall into position five. So this is why I say that the person that you should be talking to should fall into category four or five. Seriously, people think it's such an insult, but in reality, it's a high position. I mean, it's still top five. That's very high and they can move up or, or down, I should say, in this scenario. Obviously, if you develop a strong relationship and chemistry with the individual, they can move down to position number four because they're no longer just a significant other. They're also someone that you vent to, that you rely on, and that you care very deeply about as a person and friend. If you end up marrying them, then they really move up to category three, which is family. And if this marriage and relationship is very strong, then we'll most likely be involved with building, 
growing and cultivating growth in your life that align with your goals, careers, and vision. They then move up into category number two, but you must always still be number one. You must always be your first priority. Never prioritize your relationship over yourself. That is an easy way to lose everything that you are, including your happiness. Tip number five, have a life outside of your relationship. Having a life outside of your relationship is not only very attractive, but it's also one of the most effective ways to not become overly emotionally attached. Your relationship should add to your happiness. It should not be the source of your happiness. You must create a lifestyle that generates that happiness for you and not be emotionally or psychologically dependent on an individual or a relationship to generate all your happiness. You should never cancel your plans to go hang out with this individual. You need to make sure that you're in touch with your friends and your life that you have created for yourself. I had buddies of mine that would go missing once they found a relationship, only to come back later heartbroken and destroyed. Guess what? They prioritized their relationship too much and relied on that individual and that situation to bring them all their happiness. Big mistake. It's important to have a balance and to incorporate this person into your life when it's appropriate, you know, when they pass the, the vetting process and all that stuff, rather than to change your entire schedule based on your relationship status. Make sure that you're always busy and engaged in your life. Look, this is going to allow you to create healthy relationships with your friends, your family, your peers, and yourself. Go to the gym, read, meditate, meet up with friends, have some hobbies and extracurriculars. Always be trying new things. People who get emotionally attached become emotionally attached because they usually don't have a lot going on in their life and they gravitate towards a relationship. Inject these healthy habits into your lifestyle and activities that keep you busy because it'll create a sense of balance and flow. A busy individual does not have time to be obsessed over someone that does not care. They got shit to do. Number six, don't hang out with them every day. Kind of piggybacking of what I just said, you have to learn to take things slow and move at a healthy pace. People who get overly emotionally attached usually have an amazing whirlwind romance. Staying up till 4 a.m. on the calls, spending all day with them and all night with them, and becoming so intertwined, aka dependent on the relationship. Take things slow. Stop trying to rush the process and instead trust the process. Start off by seeing them maybe once a week or maybe twice at most. Slowly increase the consistency, but for real, you should not be seeing this person every single day unless you are dating. Even if you are dating, I wouldn't recommend seeing this person every single day unless you have a few years under your belt in the relationship and you have that serious level of compatibility. I'm not going to stretch it out or extrapolate too far because what we're talking about again is getting overly attached. Look, people try to play marriage right off the rip with this individual and they're with them 24-7. No, give it space. Be busy. Stop trying to talk to them and think about them every single second. Don't text them all night and day. Don't abandon your friends. Don't let them become your main focus. Keep up with your interests and do not let your life revolve around someone that isn't even committed to you. Chill out. Ease into the relationship gradually and once again, move slowly. Focus on your relationships with yourself and your rotation and roster and keep yourself grounded during the talking phase until it is clearly evident that they have demonstrated that they are capable of reciprocating your love openly and engaging in a high level of commitment. And most important thing to focus on here is actions over words. Tip number seven, you're not going to like this one. Don't get physically intimate. I know this is insane for a lot of people in the hookup culture that we're in, but seriously, this is so effective and it's huge, especially for women. You know why friends with benefits and no strings attached hookups rarely ever work out or turn into long-lasting relationships? Because people catch feelings, especially after being physically intimate. Especially one party catches feelings and the other one doesn't. When you have sex with someone, you're spending time in a private environment with them in a highly intense dopamine-driven reaction that solidifies an immense degree of positive reinforcement in your mind. If you're honestly going for the hookup, 
and non-emotional sex, then bravo for you. But this podcast probably is irrelevant to you to begin with. Let me remind you why we are here. You are here because you constantly invest too much or too quickly into an individual who has not done the same. Jumping into the sheets is a surefire way to build attachment. Sex is a wonderful thing, but it's important to limit it in the beginning phases of the relationship. I get it, we all wanna have sex, but whether you like it or not, sex creates attachment, and the more sex you have, the stronger the attachment becomes. And this is particularly relevant to the people that are getting attached too quickly. It's to decrease the level of physical intimacy that you have with the individual until you get the commitment that you need from that individual. Tip number eight, don't give up your control. A lot of people are very trusting, which is amazing, and I applaud that, but it's also a flaw because they're vulnerable to individuals that will prey on them and take advantage of them. It's important to trust the right individuals, not random strangers. Don't let him drive your car. Don't go out with their friends and then ditch your plans. Don't leave your keys at their place so you have to go back to them and get them. Stop giving them control in the early phases of the relationship. Have a little bit of independence. Meet them at a public place. You know, tying them in in everything that you do is going to unconsciously relinquish your control and you are emotionally investing into this person via trust. You just met them, you barely know them. Calm down and learn to be independent until you really get to know them. Don't get tied up and let them have their leverage. Tip number nine, kill all the expectations. A lot of times we fixate and obsess over an individual because we believe this person is the one. This is our perfect person. We create this fantasy reality and expect this individual to do the same for us. We compromise on the flaws because at least we have them and everything will be okay with love, right? Wrong. Stop settling. Stop compromising. Stop lying to yourself and unintentionally convincing yourself that this person is amazing. Chances are they ain't all that. Learn to kill the expectations and expect nothing from the situation. Just see where it goes. If you keep an open mind and prevent yourself from constructing a false future, you will save yourself a lot of headaches. Also, there's no such thing as soulmates. When you believe in the idea of the soulmate, you psychologically trap yourself and paralyze yourself from the process of love. You are then forced to adhere and submit to this individual's flaws and desires because they are this magical unicorn in your world. Look, we date people who are similar to us, with similar beliefs, similar language patterns, similar ideals, similar religions, similar lifestyles. There are a multitude of people out there that you're compatible with, and this person is not the only one. The soulmate that you have is really yourself. So you must love yourself first before anything else. Tip number 10, hold your trauma and pain close. You're probably listening to this because you've been in a situation before where you've become overly attached and you've felt a lot of pain from that situation. You must really remember why you don't wanna get attached. Constantly remind yourself of your past situation or event where you gave into someone so easily. If you forget the lessons that you learned from a failed situation, then you're bound to walk into that failure right again. History tends to repeat itself. Understand the reason that you're doing this and be intentional with your energy. Don't drop your standards and don't be afraid of being alone. Work on your self-love and self-respect. Take care of yourself emotionally, physically, financially, mentally. It is far better to be alone than in poor company. I'm telling you, the stronger your self-esteem and self-worth is, the less likely you are to be manipulated or fall for individuals that don't deserve you and eventually will end up hurting you. Chase positive characteristics in people and not negative ones. I hope these tips are helpful and I hope that you learn to stop giving in to people that don't deserve you so easily. You must learn that the soulmate that you have in your life is yourself. So you must learn to love yourself over everything else. I love all of you, appreciate all the support and hope to see you guys soon. If you made it this far, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for listening and supporting our podcast. And if you found any value or benefited from this in any way, please share this with a friend, family member, coworker, or stranger. Our message here is free to you. And once again, we love you guys. 
Appreciate you so much.